Hello, beloved. This is Angela. I'm going to do part two real quick of episode six, but it's actually going to be more of a prequel because I, I kind of, to be honest with you, 20 to 25 was really blurry and it's because there was so much drug use and episodes and in and out of mental institutions that I really, it's hard for me to keep track of events and times. I know last time I spoke mostly of my daughter and the relationship that I had with her dad, which really most of that should have been in 25 to 30. Um, I did meet him when I was 23 and 23 to 25, I had her and, you know, a lot of stuff went down during those two years, but during the five year period that that episode was really supposed to be the beginning of it, well, actually 19, when I started doing the cocaine, that's, that's what really threw me for a loop and put me into like a really dark place, um, I got pretty hooked on that from 19 to 21. So I actually ended up ODing on cocaine at 21 years old and dying. Um, I flatlined in the ambulance for three minutes and then I was in a three-day coma. Um, And my mom, when she got to the hospital said that I was really, I was so swollen and puffed up that she didn't recognize me. She's like, that's not my daughter. And the nurse was like, somebody must really want you here because you flatlined in the ambulance for three minutes and they had to use the defibrillator and shock me back to life and all that. And I know three minutes is not a big deal. A lot of people die for longer than that and come back to life. But the fact, I mean, the crazy thing to me is My heart stopped for three minutes, and then I was in a coma for three days, and I don't remember anything. Like, there was no dream, there was no, like, going to heaven or hell or anything like that that I can remember. Um, So that's the first thing I'm going to ask Jesus is, what happened during those three days? Like, you know, what? Because when, so, after that I ended up having my daughter so that was a wonderful blessing so I'm just wondering like what what would have happened if I did not trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior I am convinced that I would not be here today I would not be going to a good place if I did die at this point or if I stayed dead at that point so it's just amazing I'm so thankful for Jesus for for bringing me back. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I'm sure there was some kind of conversation or contact there. There had to be. But anyhow, my mom also said that when she got there that the chaplain, the hospital chaplain, was there reading me my last rites. So the hospital staff was convinced that, you know, I was just another OD that I was going to have my plug pulled and, and pass away, whatever. But my mom showed up. She prayed. I came out of the coma. And that was that. So that was pretty much the end of 20 to 25. 
Um, I had my daughter when I was 23, almost 24. And then um, her and ex, I mean, sorry, ex and myself ended up moving to Denver, Colorado. Um, and she was just a baby. And then we moved back here. Um, and that's shortly after that is when I found out about all that abuse but that really like I said should be in 25 to 30 so I'm going to end the testimony part of this episode there and I just want to speak for a moment um about the love of God so the Holy Spirit's been really speaking to me of course that's just that's my that's my uh jam that's my thing with Jesus for a while there it was evangelism (laughs) But honestly, lately, and uh, you might expect some crying, because I'm a crier. Um, Honestly, I think that evangelism is, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to do when you don't understand. I mean, from my point of view. I'm not going to speak for everybody, every Christian. But if you don't understand how loved you are by God, who is loved, if you don't know who you are in Jesus Christ, it's hard to show or tell somebody else, hey, you should trust in this guy as your Lord and Savior. Why? Why should I? Why should I? Um, If... know all I've heard is and I apologize for all these notifications I turned them down to vibrate and they're still sounding off so I apologize for that um it's just hard so that's really what the Holy Spirit's been focusing on with me lately is really getting into his presence and showing really soaking up his love so I can show other people that type of love And to me, it doesn't even matter. To me, it doesn't even matter what we live like. And I know that sounds sacrilegious or it it sounds wrong theologically or doctrinally or however, you know. Like someone may look at me in my life and how I act or how I act towards my children or whatever and judge me. Because it doesn't look great. It doesn't look perfect. (sighs) Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. But, um, to me it's more about (sighs) me being able to express how much God loves me and how much, looking back on my testimony, I should be dead. God should have turned his back on me a long time ago because I was useless. I was nothing. I was sinful. I was dirty. I was unrighteous. All those things. And even though I had given my life to Jesus at seven, eight years old, if someone were to look at my life and the things that I've said and done and the way I've treated other people, judged other people, talked about other people, other Christians 
mostly other Christians, honestly, which is the saddest part, would be like, she's not a Christian. She's not living the way that she's supposed to. But to me, and what the Holy Spirit has been really revealing to me in my quiet time with him is, it doesn't matter. Because those people are not going to be standing with me with Jesus. Yes, I'm here to serve those people. I'm here to love everyone. Everyone. I don't care what your race, your gender, your social status, your immigration status. That does not matter to me. I love everybody. And Jesus loves everybody. Even if the other person or another Christian, or another non-Christian, or, you know, anybody thinks of me a certain way by what I say, or by what I may do, I apologize. That is not how I ever want to come across. But at the end of the day, those people are not going to be standing with me in front of Jesus. He's the only one I need to please. And because I have him inside of my heart, I am well-pleasing to him. And this is not me on my soapbox trying to say, oh, well, don't worry about me because I'm just going to live like a hypocrite the rest of my life. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is us as a church, I believe that we really need to stop. Stop the backbiting. Stop the judging. Stop the jealousy. All this stuff. And I'm speaking to myself, too, because I've done it. I've done it. You know, positions, like being jealous of someone because they're in leadership and and I might not be yet or whatever. Or thinking too highly of myself. You know, like how the, the verse goes, you know, don't sit at the good seat at the table of the feast. Sit in a lower seat so that someone can come and honor you and say, come up and sit here. Instead of being embarrassed in front of everybody. I'm at that point in my life where I just don't care anymore. It's me and Jesus. It's me and Jesus. And if other people want to jump on that train, then I am here to show you. I'm here to point you to the one that can make everything new. But for me... I may not look perfect, and you might be like, oh, well, mm, I don't think you're there yet, girl. Yeah, I know. I mean, really, who is? Jesus makes me there, though. When I stand in front of the Lord, I know he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, because of Jesus, not because of anything I did. I can't. I can't. And that's what the law was there for. The law was created for God to show people that they can't. They cannot do it with rules. They cannot do it with religion. They cannot do it by themselves. They can't become righteous by following all these rules. That's not that's not how we get there. We get there by placing our trust in Jesus Christ who did it all. And that's all I want to show people is yeah, I'm I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up. I'm tore up from the floor up. Seriously. And people can see that physically, mentally, financially, parentally in my life. And you know what? I consider that an honor. I consider that a good thing.
And I'm getting really vulnerable and really personal right now because when it all flips and I do see the manifestation of what I've been speaking out in my life and what I've been preaching and what my husband preaches at our church, people are going to be like, wow, it was only God because I know that girl can't do that herself. And they're right. I I totally do not claim at all that I can do anything. Sorry, I'm just a blubbering, <laughs> blubbering mess right now. Like, I can't take care of my children on my own. It's Jesus. I can't, you know, be a good wife on my own strength. It's Jesus. And even when it looks like I'm not, it's I am. Because of Jesus, I can do all things. Because he strengthens me. And the mustard seed of faith that I have, it's his faith. It's not my own faith. Because there's times where I have nothing. I don't even have a mustard seed. And I look to him and I have it all. I have it all because of him. He paid it all, literally. So I could have the perfect life. I am righteous. I am perfect. I am healed. I am thin. I am healthy. I'm the best parent. I'm the best wife. All these things because of him. Not because of what I have or what I can do or how much I can show people that I can do this or that. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with Jesus Christ. And why? Why? Because he loved me that much. And he loves you that much also. So I really want to emphasize and really point out through this testimony of my life and right now as I'm speaking. And I pray that this touches somebody and this helps somebody. And that's what I pray before I do every podcast that the Holy Spirit speak through me, not myself. Because I don't want you to hear my words. I don't want you to hear anything because I don't take pride in anything that I do or say or act like because it's all crap to me it's all crap to me it's all because of Jesus I'm righteous because of him I'm perfect because of him so I just want to point out to you and it's because he loved us that much he is love and that's the only way that we can get through this life by placing our trust in him so for me, going out and, and saying, you know, trust trust in this guy, Jesus, <laughs> I kind of, I was really, 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 like, overly motivated in 2020 when, when that whole mess hit. Like, gotta get souls, gotta reach souls, blah, to the point where I was, like... <laughs> Like, almost forcing people to, like, try to accept Jesus and be like, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Because I didn't want anybody to not go to heaven if it was the end of the world. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing. That's totally, I mean, evangelism is awesome. Yes, win souls. Yes, do that. But I believe right now is such an important time for us to really understand the love of God really know how much he truly loves you because if you can bask in that kind of love it's life-changing it's life-changing 
because nothing else matters. And if you can soak in his love, you will always be full to give out to others, to show others. When they are in need, you can be there to say, you know what, God loves you and I love you. How can I help you? Instead of looking at somebody and saying, oh, they're not living right, so they just need to get right with God and maybe I'll come along and see if they need something when they're doing better or they're they're not preaching what they're not living like if they're when they start living the way they're preaching then maybe I'll I'll give them a hand up you know that's not that's not the way that we should live that's not the way Jesus lived and it's hard I'm not saying it's not hard because when you see someone that may act entitled or um you know like you feel like they don't deserve it based on what based on what you know exactly your standards it's not our standards that other people need to live by it's not even the law standards it's what is God's heart towards the situation there's been so many times recently in my life where I've had to stop and analyze okay this is what I want to say and and it's sometimes I'll ask my husband I'll say am I wrong in doing this or thinking this way And he'll say, no, you're not wrong, necessarily. But I really don't think that that's what God wants us to do. And I'll be like, hmm. And I'll really, you know, I'll get with, I'll get in God's presence. And sure enough, yeah, it's not, it's not. Because Jesus literally laid down his life. He did not care. He sat and ate with sinners. He... You know, he was the perfect one that had all of our temptation, but he did not sin. So, it's like, man, if you really stop and think about the way that he treated people, and it was the people that did follow the law perfectly that he had a problem with. So, it's just, it's crazy how much love that he just poured relentlessly on people. And he never... He never pointed out sin. Never pointed out sin. That is amazing to me. And there's a lot of people that say like, oh, you know, they're sinning. They should, you know, you should tell them, hey, what they're doing is wrong. Why? That's not my place. That's not my place. My place is to come alongside them and show them God's love. Because it's the kindness of God that brings man to repentance so if we can show the love and kindness to everybody it doesn't matter what they look like or how they're acting or how they're living in their life whether they confess christ or not it does not matter i believe that our job is to show the love of god and know the love of god for ourselves because how else are we going to do it how else People are really unlovable, guys. (laughs) Like, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to... It's a struggle for me to love myself. Because I'm very unlovable, honestly. And I just have to keep going back to the fact that, you know, I'm a beloved daughter of the King in whom he is well pleased. That's what he said about Jesus. And if Jesus is living inside of us, that's what he says about us. 
It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. So, I'm going to cut it off there because I'm going to keep going. I'm very passionate <laughs> about this subject. If you have any questions or comments or prayer requests or um, testimonies, praise reports, like I always say, you can contact me on Facebook. Just private message me. It's Angela Lopez. Um, and I would love to chat with you, message you, pray for you in any way. Um, all right, well, I will talk to you next time for episode 7, 25 to 30 years old. Love you guys. Bye.